0: Good evening, and welcome to the Snake River Lib. It is on the cusp of becoming the 5th of April, 2022. And with that, it would be Tuesday morning. But for now, it's evening. Welcome, and thank you so much for listening. I've been thinking a lot about a lot of different things that I wanted to discuss um, regarding this episode of the Lib. And I think it's going to come down to, while we may discuss other topics, and I do have a few, um, what we're going to come down to and talk primarily about this time around is affirmative action. Now we know, of course, the affirmative action that, that uh, was created back in the 60s. It was uh, uh, a vehicle used to Uh, Even the playing field, if you will, so to speak, for minorities, blacks in particular, but all minorities to, well, to have the opportunity to be considered for jobs. And there's nothing wrong in a situation where you had literally the laws, mostly written by Democrats, that had just been repealed that divided the workforce. Um, and while it took years for that to happen, ultimately it did. And the question now becomes, is affirmative action needed in all places today? And I'm going to cite three examples. For example, number one, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL is Eric Bieniemy. Now, whether he is that next year or not, I don't know. But he has been for the last several years. Eric Bieniemy is black up until the starting of the 2022 season eric Bieniemy was a coach that was hired on merit and while i presume he's still under contract and if he is here next year as the offensive coordinator i presume that the chiefs will keep him there simply because of his ability to do the job however The NFL and their beautiful wisdom, you know, where they force teams to interview a token person of color for a head coaching job before they give it to the white guy. The NFL has now mandated that each NFL team have at least one person of color or gender on their offensive staff. Now, like I said, the Chiefs already have Eric Bieniemy, and if he is, comes back next year, then guess what? Regardless of the fact that for the past several years, he has been uh, working in his role as offensive coordinator, having built up to that, Based on merit, next year he conveniently fills an affirmative action slot mandated by the woke NFL. Chiefs don't have to go out and get anybody like other teams do because they already have theirs. Liv has argued many times about this, that whenever you even leave the perception because that's what we're talking about with, in particular, with Eric Bianami. And you have to be careful when you're talking about individuals because, frankly, individuals do merit a promotion, for example. And I've mentioned the fact working with the FAA for as long as I had that I knew many of people of uh, various race if you will, although I thought we were all just the human race, homo sapien, but of color or gender that had been promoted based on their merit. However, the workforce doesn't see it that way. Why? Because a handful of people truly are are promoted not because of their ability or because they've earned the promotion, but because they've checked certain boxes. And so because a few people were hired for that purpose. And make no mistake, they are. It's sad. And no, this your host did not ever consider himself somebody that was aced out of a position because of an affirmative action hire. Certainly not. I would be disingenuous if I were to tell you that I wasn't aware that it did happen. To me, whatever job you're hiring for, you would seem to want the best person for the job, in my opinion. And that race or gender or sexual orientation or whatever category you choose should have no bearing on simply hiring the best person available. A word of caution, of course, because there are racists out there and there are sexists out there. I do believe that there should be an avenue open for investigation where a minority that was obviously well qualified and perhaps more qualified was passed over. Although I think that those days are probably long gone. But there's always going to be a few out there, I'm going to guess. So the Chiefs already have their affirmative action coach. But, you know, it's, it goes beyond the NFL. And we're seeing it today uh, in our politics And I'll talk about the good, uh, soon-to-be Supreme Court associate justice in just a moment. But I want to talk about an even bigger, blatant affirmative action hire. And that's the Vice President of the United States. Kamala Harris hired specifically because she is a woman of color and justice Katanji Brown Jackson was hired specifically because she was the best presumably Out there amongst black females. And you know how you can confirm that she's an affirmative action pick? As the Senate starts to get around to debate on the floor of the Senate and ultimately vote to confirm her. I'm going to point out that many of the leaders of the Democratic Party are wagging their fingers at the Republicans and saying, you do not want to be on the wrong side of history on this. As soon as somebody says that, you know what they mean. Do you really want to be the racist that voted against the first black check female check justice on the supreme court what about janice rogers brown oh uh, she was never nominated well she was never nominated of course because then senator biden promised to filibuster if she was and after the filibuster Uh, That was instituted against Miguel Estrada, who was going to be the first uh, Hispanic to the D.C. Court of Appeals. After that filibuster ultimately led to the death of his wife and his withdrawal from consideration. Again, Joe Biden leading the charge against the first Hispanic to sit on the D.C. Circuit and quite possibly the first Hispanic to sit on the Supreme Court. you're threatening me or the senators with cries of racism don't really hold much water because who is the bigger racist? The person who is an outright racist and says, I don't like you. Well, why not? Well, because you're black. block. Is that person a bigger racist than the person that says, The only way I can put a black female on the Supreme Court is if I eliminate everyone else from consideration so I will not consider whites I will not consider males of any color I will not consider white females I will not consider Hispanic females because if I did then perhaps Judge Jackson would not be the most qualified to sit on the court. I'm not saying she is or isn't, although I would say the fact that she cannot legally define the term woman, she cannot say when equal protection under the law starts, in a human's life those things should not only disqualify her from the Supreme Court but they should disqualify her from her current judge position on the D.C. Circuit I mean what if a a question about the Violence Against Women Act came up to the Supreme Court would she recuse herself because of her inability to define a woman? Is she be so beholden to the mob? Because make no mistake, that is what that is. That she was afraid that if she spoke out on a legal definition of women, that they would come after her. And if she's that afraid, should she be sitting on the Supreme Court? A court which, because of Justice Marshall's fantasies back in in, uh, the early 1800s, now has considerable power and authority. As unelected super legislators, but somebody that cannot define what a woman is certainly has no business sitting on 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 the bench. Which brings me to well, let's take a break here real quick, and we'll be right back. And here we are back at the lib. Just an update on a few items of news. Then we'll see if we get back to um, the very depressing affirmative action conversation. Depressing because it's so critically important. And yet you've already got three Republicans who are willing to confirm a judge that cannot define what a woman is. Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins of Maine. These three Republicans, along with faux maverick uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, have said that they will vote to confirm her. Tragic, actually Remember how I've said that Republicans Have demonstrated an uncanny ability To snatch defeat from the jaws of victory I can say that it's things like this That make you think that, yeah, they might I want to talk about the laptop you know the infamous hunter biden laptop for just a moment washington post now has joined in with uh, the new york times and confirmed that not only is the laptop authentic but that the emails appear to be authentic also i think what they're going to try to do is they are going to try to take down biden or hunter biden and they're going to do it with all the salaciousness all the the drug stuff they're going to try to avoid as much as possible any any kind of reference to the big guy. Try to make the story go away. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do that. You see, there's midterms coming up. And any attempt to whitewash this, any more than it already has, which, by the way... Includes the fact that 70, 17% of Biden voters in 2020 said that had they heard the story about the laptop and the potential, if not criminal, certainly unethical behavior on the behalf of the president, well, now president, then vice president, would not have voted for Biden. Seventeen percent. You know who wins then? Trump does. (coughs) Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Biden's hands are really, really very, very dirty when it comes to these payoffs involved in the but uh, the, the laptop payoffs from China payoffs from the Communist Party payoffs from uh, Russia payoffs from uh, Ukraine the fact that um, joe biden has um, appears to be severely compromised because of this information or potentially compromised and so That's where we are. Interesting, though, there's many other things that are involved in, uh, regarding this uh, laptop from hell as far as the Bidens are concerned. Well, guess what? Uh, you remember EcoHealth Alliance? Uh, they were a third party that Fauci gave money to to do gain-of-function research in the Wuhan uh, lab of virology remember them guess what this doesn't involve fauci though it involves Biden's in that Burisma the oil company that Hunter Biden was a sat on the board of was able to secure money and raise money to fund laboratories in Ukraine to do gain-of-function research in Ukraine now Tulsi Gabbard got just butchered over this even though the information is out there regarding the Russians part of their justification for wanting to do a whole Ukraine thing was these laboratories were sitting out there and they wanted to secure them to keep those weapons out of their enemy's hands no i'm not excusing the excusing what the russians did but this was another item that we're not being told you have to remember here's what we're here's what we're getting when it comes to the war in ukraine We're getting information from the Ukrainian government. We're getting information from neoliberal and neocon news outlets in the United States that are trying to portray a certain picture. In reality, they're no different than what Walter Cronkite did during the Vietnam War to paint the Americans in the worst possible light. You know, we've got bodies now on the ground in these cities on the suburbs of Kiev, um... And of course, you know, Putin's going to need to be dealt with somehow. But here's the thing. They're talking about war crimes and that Putin is a war criminal. And that the Russian generals are all going to be held to account, maybe, maybe not, but what's driving it and what about these war crimes i mean it's war you know bad things happen during war i mean if it's a straight up war you know uniformed soldiers you know i mean you know the russian army doesn't have the best record here if you remember their march through poland and germany at the end of world war 2 they treated The people that they liberated poorly, they treated the German soldiers poorly. They also treated Russian POWs that were being held by the Germans very poorly. It's a war. Soldiers are paid to destroy and to kill people. It really is that simple. Am I excusing it? Of course not. Nobody forced Putin to go into Ukraine except for maybe Joe Biden when he, one, cut off the uh, Keystone pipeline to allow oil to flow from uh, Canada down uh, to refineries. Two, to shut off the sale and lease new leases to oil companies, forcing them to slow their exploration and growths because they don't know when they are going to get new leases and so no they are not going to go and develop those now for the sake of short-term pain price of oil has doubled in the last you know six months or so Putin benefits from that the increase in, in oil profit increases Putin's ability to wage war on his neighbor 'Cause everybody's got to have themselves some Russian oil and natural gas. At what point do we say the affirmative action needs to be kicked to the curb. I mean, we have laws. regarding equal protection do we need special considerations do we really think that badly of women and people of color that they're not able to do it without the help of a benevolent government benevolent Speaking of which, uh, Hungary just uh, re-elected overwhelmingly their version of President Trump, who successfully put up a fence, who successfully is keeping people out that they don't want in. He's a pariah amongst the EU and the West, and yet he was democratically elected. Zelensky, who's the darling of the West right now, if you remember, was democratically elected also, but only after the previous guy was thrown out because he was uh, sympathetic to Putin. Things are changing. The world is changing. It seems that the world is starting to wake up and realize what these elites want. They love the idea of these wars. 1984 was all about some war going on somewhere. And whenever the war or whenever the enemy changed, because, you know, you don't ever get out of war. You just change the enemy. They would go back and rewrite all the history books. So they were always at war with that enemy. Biden administration face, facing uh, historic inflation. The one thing you know they always talk about raising interest rates. That's one thing that the Fed can do. Here's something that the federal government can do. If the economy is going so good, which is what the Bidens have been saying all along, what they should call for is an immediately an immediate 10 to 15 percent cut in the federal spending across the board, not cuts in projected increases i'm talking about actual cuts because if the if the federal government is not borrowing money to meet its needs in a time of prosperity that means that there's not excess money being printed And things can be restored. Is it going to hurt? Nothing. See, this is what people don't understand. They don't want anything to hurt. They don't like inflation, but they don't want to go through the pain of fixing it. The Biden administration wants to get rid of, and we can talk about going all the way back to cash for clunkers with this. They want to get rid of the automobile. But they don't know if they can stand the heat of getting rid of them. We could go on and on about that, but we're not going to tonight. Suffice to say that things are moving, and things are not necessarily moving in the way the Bidens want them to. His polling is down at Trump levels. Kamala Harris, if anything, is polling worse than VP Biden. Or President Biden, sorry about that. At least I caught it on my own. And I'm not reading from a teleprompter. Things are looking very interesting. So stay tuned. This is Snake River Lib. Mind your business.